Broadcasting from the KC Coyote Studios, you're listening to Carney Live on 102.7 KPGZ. Carney Live is presented by Carney Trust Company. Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney. The phone number is 816-628-6666. And now here's the hosts of Carney Live, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're a great audience. Hey, welcome to Carney Live. I'm your host, Mike Davis, along with producer-engineer, and this is why we need him. You keep us in line, Brian Watts, and my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jim Dickerson. Who, indeed. Jim. Jim Dickerson. That's right. Jim Dickerson is kind of a big deal. He'll tell you, Jim Dickerson. That's absolutely big, big correct. Deal. Glad and, to be uh, here. And I did want to mention too that we have uh, one of our one of our favorite guests uh, sitting in studio with us, and we'll get to him in a minute. But uh, Mr. Jerry Nolte, he is your Clay County Presiding Commissioner. Welcome to the show. Thank, thanks for being here, Jerry. Thank you to the uh, amassed uh, multitudes uh, cheering. Well, I just wanted you, you know, look how many jobs can you go to without being a professional athlete where uh, where people will actually clap? You get a a round of applause just for showing up. <laughs> this is one of them. I will. I will look into that. In fact, if I could get a a, a portable version of that uh, laugh, uh, not laugh track, uh, the applause. Now we save that one for me. Jim. Jim gets the laugh track. Yeah. And no, I, I usually get the cricket track because when I say something, everybody, everybody just sits there and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that." Well, just know that uh, Jim and I both have traded our salaries uh, for the applause. That's uh, so you know it, we it, pay com- a lot for it that. comes at a price. Don't uh, don't doubt me on that. So so, but you know, you you brought something up just a second ago, and uh, I we can't not talk about it. Bring it, the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Yes. So I, you know, we had, uh, and we've talked a lot about this uh, off the air, and we've talked about it on Facebook and everything else. But um, we had Bo Brinkley in here about a year ago when, uh, and he's the long snapper for the Tennessee Titans, and we had him in here, and really great guy, down to earth. Of course, a former uh, Carney football player. So it's, once a bulldog, always a bulldog. Yeah, it's yep. great to see a guy who um, who you know was here, a local guy that was on the Carney football field, and now he is here or he will be here on sunday for the playoffs they go to the super bowl however at this point <laughs> we are perplexed because I'm, what do you do with that i, I mean, know exactly what to do i wish the him chiefs, the best <laughs> the chiefs have not been to the play or to the um the super bowl 50 years in 50 years yeah, that's five zero so, for those who are keeping track yeah and a lot yep. of people uh, out there weren't even alive 50 years ago I'm this is true sad to say most of us were but I digress. Um, you always do. So, and we were so close last year, and I, I, I don't want to blame it on anybody, D Ford, but you know, <laughs> that's no secret, Jim. So we have that. But I've had one thing that I, I have always thought would be the neatest thing if it would happen here in Kansas City before I cash it all in. And you know what that is, Mike? I have a pretty good idea. I know what I'm hoping for. Well, it's not just... You want me to jump out of your next birthday cake. Is that it? Anything close to that? No. <laughs> that's not it. In fact, I just threw up a little. In my Do mouth. tell, Jim. No, what I, what, I really, what I really think would be neat is to uh, have the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl right. and the Royals win the, same, the World Series in the same year. 
I would like that. So I, now I, I think it's asking for an new, awful lot. It is, but we have a new ownership uh, group over at the Royals, right. and they said they are committed to winning, which is something that uh, Glass never did. <laughs> Um, I mean, he won, but he was always very clear that There's no commitment. No, the commitment was to the money, and I'm not going to argue with you. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, this this new ownership group has made it very clear they're committed to winning. Yeah, that's the Chiefs fairly are committed obvious. to the winning. Yeah, and so you know now we're to a point where um, I we're this. I, what it's, happened it's, on words, Sunday was words are I, hard. I, I, know. I don't. Well, you know, I and my wife makes fun of me for this, but it's not the only back, thing she makes fun of you for. <laughs> Please continue. Are we at a commercial yet? No, <laughs> oh, a lot of time left. I, I, no, one of the things she makes fun of me for is that you want the Royals to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. Would you shut up? Uh, one of the things he, she, she made Christmas. So I hope she's for, listening. Thanks for being with us. Good night. Um, well, no, one of the things that she makes fun of me for is because even when the Chiefs were horrible, like the years where they oh, won man, two yeah. games, I'd watch all the games sure. all the way through. Yep. And the same thing with the Royals. As miserable as it is, I sit there and gripe, complain, yell, throw things, replace TVs. I don't know how they get broken like that. But um, you know, but I suffer through. So the ability right. to for me to be able to watch both teams make it in one year would be, would be like amazing. a dream come well, true. I would agree with you and I would I would welcome that. However, I think uh, the the 2015 championship Royals uh, along with uh, potentially a you know 2020 it would be the 2019 season but a 2020 championship uh, Frankly, I'd like to see him get there, the Chiefs, but uh, I, I can't even imagine from – Jerry and I were talking earlier. We went to high school together, so we remember when the Chiefs came to Kansas City. I mean, we were – we, as they say, we were old enough to remember. And uh, yes, indeed, and even, even when they played at Old Municipal Stadium. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, very exciting. And uh, Bo Brinkley, uh, you know, we're going to welcome you here and certainly is uh, one of Carney's own. Uh, terrific guy, no doubt about it. And we had a – had a great time chatting with him about a year ago, and as Jim says, uh, one of the most humble and uh, down-to-earth guys you're ever going to meet. And uh, I, I think he did, though. He, he, he sort of made, I, I wouldn't call it a promise, but you got the sense that he was going to be back, and he was going to be back to Kansas City, not for that first game, but for another game that is more important, and that would be the AFC Championship, which uh, everybody knows, that, and that's at, uh, what, 205, I think? Uh, yeah, it's 205. And yeah. just just to be clear, Bo. We love you, buddy. Love you. And good luck. <laughs> exactly. That's, you know, and, and so here's the deal, too. Remember, I, I remember this very well, because one of his things that he said would, would be a dream of his, which I think would be awesome, is – He's he snaps, they punt, he runs down, causes a fumble, picks the ball up, runs in for a touchdown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that happens. I think it'd be great. In the fourth quarter when right. you're down by thirty. When it's and it yeah, when it's thirty two and it, it would make it thirty two to seven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Oh, but but good luck. I mean, in all seriousness, it, that's that's great for him to to have played here and and for a hometown no guy to come back and be able to come back to right. Kansas City and be playing for the Super Bowl. It's an exciting cool. exciting time of year, and to have the Chiefs uh, in the final four of the NFL that's not an easy thing to do for any NFL team. And I know there's a ton of football fans here in Kearney, Missouri, and I know they love their Bulldogs. We sure do. Uh, but the, the seeing the Chiefs, uh, and you know, within uh, you know five years of the Royals winning the World Series is uh, seeing them this close. Is, uh, you can taste it. You can taste it. Um, moving along to other things, Jim. I think uh, one of the things I did want to mention was that we we had talked a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was last week, and we tried to every week about the shop local campaign, and uh, you know we're we want this to continue. We we are partnering up with the Kearney Chamber of Commerce to be, sh- be sure that this campaign uh, lives and uh, has, has momentum as we push through uh, the year 2020 and, frankly, on and on. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's minds by this time you understand the value of it. I think everybody understood the value of Shop Local uh, to begin with. But, you know, all we did was sort of put a stamped a little bit of a brand on it and, uh, you know, created an awareness campaign that makes people go, oh, yeah, that's right. There's, there are good reasons uh, that, that, I, that will benefit me personally, meaning you personally, uh, by shopping local. Uh, we do have a video queued up, Brian. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and play that. Hi, everybody. Jim Dickerson with 102.7 FM KPGZ on behalf of the Kearney Chamber of Commerce and the Shop Local Campaign. I'm here at Carstar Porters, and I'm here with Aaron Porter. And Aaron, why do you think it's so important that people shop local? Well, we got to grow this community, and we got to make it as good as we can. You know, um, when you shop local, your tax dollars go to the infrastructure, to the parks. Um, Not only that, you know, we're the people that sponsor their baseball teams, their soccer teams, everything in town, you know, um, all the downtown Carney stuff that the downtown businesses do, you know, that's us. And the only way we can do that is, is with, with the help from the community and people, people shopping local and using us instead of going to other places. And with that in mind, would you be willing to take the shop local pledge? I will. When you shop locally, you support Kearney businesses who in turn help make our community a better place to live, work, and play. Our schools, parks, neighborhoods, and charitable organizations thrive as a byproduct of hard-working local entrepreneurs and people like you who choose to do business with them. Your Kearney Chamber of Commerce encourages you to shop local in Kearney. This is Aaron Porter, Carstar Porter's Kearney Body Shop, and I pledge to shop local whenever possible. I took the pledge. Well, he did. That was a quick ending. Yeah. So I guess that's over. Aaron Porter took the pledge, and we're glad he did. I think uh, quite a few people have taken that pledge. I think we did it. We took a group pledge at one of the chamber meetings. I think it might have been our last meeting, maybe at at the end of 2019. You know, one of the things in, in... About that's been really neat about that campaign as we've gone to all these different businesses is seeing kind of the behind the scenes that we yeah, get to see yeah. how they do it. And uh, Aaron Porter showed us around there 
when we were over there a few weeks ago doing that, and uh, it was really interesting to see all the work, and and not only the work, but the links that they go through. And I will tell you the 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 links they go through over there at Porter's to make sure that you get your car back on time or early is phenomenal. It is. The, the way they do it, the way they 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 do the ordering of. Uh, you know, whatever parts are needed and making sure that everything, there's no hiccups on the way. Really impressive. So that was really cool to see when we were over there. So. A- absolutely true. We we have, uh, we, we get a, a little peek behind the curtain of these businesses that as we go in and, and shoot these, uh, I don't know, minute and 30 second videos or, or so. And uh, it's it's really neat to see, uh, you know, get, get, get inside and get to meet some of the other employees as well, too. So, yeah, with that, Let's do. Let's get a little peek behind the scenes of Clay County government. How like, do you feel about that? I like the sound of it, uh, Jerry. Welcome to the show again. Uh, it, it is always a, a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we uh, here in Clay County, I, I don't think that you are, could be any more appreciated as the presiding commissioner. It's, it's a great county, and it, I was uh, as I was watching the promo on Carney. Uh, that's the, that's one of the amazing things about Clay County is right. you've got a number of municipalities and they all have distinct personalities. They're not cookie cutters. So Kearney has its unique uh, flavor, its unique personality, which differentiates it from from the others. So when we're trying to encourage businesses to to locate here, mm-hmm. we give them a, we can give them a menu and say there are a lot of variety of uh, situations in Clay County. Pick the one that that's best for your business. Yeah, what uh, that's an interesting. thing. Thought. Uh, what, what do you see specifically when? And I, you know, like I'm not going. You're not going to bag on anybody. I mean, I, but I would just say, you know, Carney versus Smithville. I mean, just from a standpoint of a new business uh, entering Clay County, uh, what are the? How do these different flavors compare? How does the flavor of Carney compare to the flavor of Smithville, if you will? And, and you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the great things. Oh, of many things about Carney is it is expanding. It's, it's, its growth is really right. going through the roof. And the same can be said of Smithville. Um, there's there, But there's a different uh, flavor to them in that Smithville obviously has the lake and there's a different mm-hmm. personality. Carney is a little different personality from that uh, still. And because of the proximity and the ability to expand, it's really, it, it, it's got the growth potential there that is really dynamic. Right. And, you know, and then that goes all the way to the other a municipality, a Gladstone, for instance, although it's landlocked, they're they're mm-hmm. uh, they're very, uh, they've gone a long ways in making sure they've redefined their city center, right? And to become to have an identity, and of course you're familiar with Gladstone, yeah. so uh, they have a real uh, effort to take what they have being landlocked and doing the most they can with what they have. Whereas uh, a city like Kearney has the ability to expand and to to grow in a different way. So there's just different opportunity. The airport. Uh, being in close proximity, of course, uh, right. is is a big deal. Uh, it's a and it's a great facility. It's something that we need to make sure that we really develop much more. It's one of those assets. The length of the runway really uh, gives us an advantage over some other communities, like say Lee's Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, their runway it's it's not all about size, of course, but uh, our runway is longer than theirs. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Remember that time last week when I said we act childish sometimes? This is one of those times. 
I thought that was terrific. I don't know. That, you know, I, I may be the only one in Kearney laughing right now about that. Well, when, it, when it comes to promoting Clay County, I, I don't mind. Uh, if I need to be serious to promote Clay County, fine. If I need to be a little silly, that's oh, fine, too. Whatever moves the needle for our county. Yeah, exactly. and I would agree. As somebody who, obviously, I use the airport quite a bit, yep. and, and, you know, it's it's not the size of the runway that matters. It's how you use it. That's you know, I've gone about as far down that road as I think I need to at this moment. <laughs> but it's a but it's a great asset Good and deal. one we need to really develop and that's something uh, we you know a lot of uh, of uh, words are spoken about you know some of the shortcomings about Clay County but we have a fantastic amount of potential and the window that we have in this county is still open we we are growing and we're going to continue to grow um I was just over at the uh, Clay County EDC this morning for a meeting <laughs> And one of the expressions that we use, and it's been used a lot, but it is true, and that is Clay County is going to grow, no matter what I or anyone else has to say about it or do about it. But what we can control, what we can uh, give some focus to is how we grow, making sure that it right. is growth that is healthy and increases the prosperity of our populace. Right. One of the things uh, that I notice uh, as a, uh, I'm a Platte County resident, but mm-hmm. you know, we obviously we own a business here uh, with the radio station here in Clay County, so I'm you know, big fans of both. I grew up in Clay County, as you mentioned earlier, in Gladstone. Right. Uh, but one of the things I notice as a Platte County resident is the, the the tremendous growth that's happening right there. And from a residential point of view, you see houses being built, and I could certainly see the same thing happening within the next ten years or so, right here in Clay County. Absolutely. And so you see all of these people coming in. We've we've talked about this a little bit about how you plan for such a thing uh, with regard to infrastructure, but it just seems like in Platte County it's happening so quickly that the roads, the infrastructure, particularly roads, you just it's like my gosh, you wake up one morning and it's a it's a nonstop traffic jam. I mean, how how do you plan that? I know the city does a terrific job here in Kearney. But, I mean, as countywide, how do you plan for such a thing? Actually, you just put your finger on it, and that is to cooperate on a multi-level basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've, um, I'm going to be working towards trying to do during this upcoming year is to, uh, we had at one time a coalition of cities within the uh, within Clay County, and they would meet on a regular basis, talk about policy, growth, right. uh, legislation in Jefferson City. I think what we need to do is I would like to see us uh, reinstate, revitalize that. And I think during the course of this year, um, if we can do that, our best partners at the county level are going to be uh, our cities mm-hmm. because they know what's going on. They, right. they understand. They're, they're really where the rubber meets the road on, on economic activities because the county largely is dealing with unincorporated areas. So it's the cities that I think we really need to make sure we strengthen our relationships with. Yeah, as uh, anybody who has driven through st louis now i don't i don't know if that's a model or not it, it, it maybe is not a good example of it but as you see uh, that growth has you know obviously extends from from the in, inside of the downtown area outward it's the only really the only way it can go logically mm-hmm. but it as you start to get anywhere near i mean you can be 50 miles outside of the city of st louis and you really feel like well this looks like a lot like a city to me. <laughs> and so as you see these things spread out, I mean, is, is, is St. Louis in any way a model for, for a right or wrong way to do it? I suppose the thing is you, you hear a lot, whether it's Kansas City or whether they say we're going to be the next Seattle or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't see Clay County as being the next 
X county, whatever that may be, I see us as being a, a very much, you know, the best Clay County we can be. I know it's a little cliche but one of the things that we really have going for us, I think that is rather unique, and we just touched on at the beginning, and that is the unique personalities of the municipalities. Because when a business comes, they're going to have certain needs, whether it's transportation, whether it's workforce, whatever it is. And each city has their different uh, uh, they're, they're different assets. And so when, when businesses come in, it's, you know, if they feel one city is not their best fit, we have a lot of alternatives and that brings prosperity to the whole. So if a company decides to uh, locate in Kearney, they're going to have p- employees working in Liberty in Smithville. In right. Good point. Here. Yeah. So, I mean, we are, it is truly the rising tide would lift all boats. So we yeah. are, we're all winning on this. And by forming this kind of a coalition, I think that we promote that kind of a, a team effort. And that's what it's going to take to, to really bring us to our potential. Right. And, and that's an ongoing effort uh, that, really, frankly, it's never going to stop. I mean, if, you, no. if you can, you're going to continue to grow, the population is going to increase. So you have to, it's something you have to be on, I think, uh, as you pointed out, being in the uh, Economic Development Council. The, the, and that's the thing. This morning, is, yeah. And, and that's, you know, uh, we have been back and forth as a county with our relationship with our EDC, mm-hmm. our Clay County EDC. Um, I've always advocated and continue that we – make that a closer relationship uh-huh. because it's made up of a private business individuals. Private business knows much more uh, specifically how to promote that. We right. can, as government, we can help, but government doesn't create jobs. We can, we can set an atmosphere that's conducive, but uh, we don't, we don't do the actual heavy Amen. lifting. Amen to that. It's free and, enterprise. Well, yeah. And, and it is, uh, in, in effect, it's, it is, it's a grassroots um, you you are talking to the people who are giving you the information on, on the boots on the ground. Basically, those are the grassroots business owners who say, "Here's really what what would be most helpful." So often, government will be trying to help. Yeah, and what they'll do is to use a metaphor. They'll say, "You know, private business. Here's a hammer. You can use this tool." And businesses will say, "We don't need a hammer. We need a screwdriver." Right. And the government will say, well, "Yeah, but this is a great hammer." <laughs> exactly. It's like, "Yeah, we need a screwdriver." No, here, here, take the hammer. Um, that we need to like be a responsive. Conversation I had with Brian this morning. <laughs> <laughs> take us to break, Jim. Oh, uh, we do have to take for that. That's all right. You were just up Gotta there. Pay some yeah. bells here, but yeah, you're listening do. to Carney Live on one and two point seven FM. When we come back, I know a lot of you want to hear about it. We'll talk about it because I know you're thinking audit. What's up with the audit? We'll cover that and a few other things. You're listening to Carney Live. Stay with us. Love the programming? Say a special thank you to the underwriters like these who support KPGZ. Simplify your banking, simplify your life. It's easy with Carney Trust Company. The world has become fast-paced, and we understand that you are busy. That's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be. Carney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Carney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. 
You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Carney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Carney Live. Glad you could join us today. Our guest in studio today is Jerry Nolte, the presiding commissioner of Clay County. And when we left off, we were talking about some of the development and the good things that are going on here in Kearney because there is a lot of stuff that goes on where it, it makes it sound like everything's a disaster, which isn't really the case. We know I mean, better. There's good things going on. And we were talking about the different cities within uh, Clay County. And of course, the one thing that Kearney has that no other city has in Clay County specific, other than Kansas City, obviously. But when you talk about the smaller cities, is the radio station. How about that? We're proud to be here in well Carnage. Well done, Jim. <laughs> that was a Thank nice, you. nice promo there. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, But we did get a lot of questions uh, before we started the show today, and we get them all the time. But people are looking for updates on, on the audit. So uh, let's just kind of touch on that a little bit. I know it's underway. So what? where are we at with the audit and what's going on with that? Uh, the audit, uh, we do have auditors on premises within uh, the building. So they are doing uh, work to the degree that they can. Um, I still think that they need to have more information. I think they uh, have not quite gotten everything that they're asking for. I I've been from the beginning an advocate to fully cooperate. Uh, there is there's no reason in my mind not to. So I would so I would hope that we could do that and get it done. The the I think one of the main features of this is that it's taken so long. Had we cooperated in the beginning, we would be through the process. And at this point, um, we would I would hope be uh, studying whether or not we want to implement some of the suggestions made from the audit and how we improve government. As it is, we're still mired in this um, in, in this uh, unreasonable legal battle. Well, and so as far as timing goes, we're going to run into an election. The election, exactly yeah, right. We've got an election right. coming up in uh, 11, 10 months, I guess. It was my understanding there would be no math. Um, but we've got an election coming up. So there's there's no way... Correct me if I'm wrong. There's no way this audit is going to be completed before the election happens. I don't see. I mean, it's. I, I suppose it's it's possible on some level, but I would think highly unlikely. Which is a shame because one of the things about having an audit, apart from informing government, is how we should be performing, where we could improve. <laughs> it is informative for the public to say, you know, here's here's a uh, what your government is doing. Uh, how do you want to proceed as far as the people who are running it? Now, you know, looking at it another way, um, so let's say the audit, uh, and when I say completed, I don't mean just the part where they come in and they do their, I mean, they have to take all the information, compile it, make recommendations, and this, that, and the other. When it's 100% completed, 100% done, the good news is, I guess, 
We're looking at elections coming up. There's some very quality candidates, and we've had a couple in here um, that are running for those other commission seats. That would be, uh, in my opinion, an outstanding time for a commission to come together and implement those things and make those changes that are recommended in the audit. I think I think you're right. But when we, you know, at the point we get the finished document, um, you don't just say, "Oh, great!" and then let's do something. Right. You, you have to analyze it a little bit. Uh, an interesting feature is on some local government entities. What they do is when they have had you know new people come in. Sometimes that will trigger a request from the government itself for an audit, more along the lines of trying to come up with an idea of where we are at at this moment in time and what is our best way to go forward. So they they get a very specific idea of where they are. So, I mean, that is not unknown that that is one way to go about it. So the fact that, uh, you know, should we uh, able to have, you know, new commissioners, this would be very handy for them. And, And to tell you the truth, if they could have it prior to taking the oath, all the better because preparation is everything. Well, one of the things that I was really uh, impressed with uh, the people that we've had in here that are um, running for those positions is that they are following the progress. They're following what's going on. So should they win the election, the nice thing is they'll be able to hit the ground running. I mean, it's not like they're totally, and they, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, um, most of them have prior uh, experience in this arena in this area, so they are yes. familiar. They have a background. It's not like they're going to come in and be completely blindsided with what's going on. They kind of know what's going on, which really could put us. Um, even though we're we've got all this stuff going on now, it could really put us in a good position moving forward. I think Barry Barry yes. McCullough is that right? Yeah, Barry Barry, yeah, Barry was what, one of them, right. and um, he was. Uh, he was the governor, or the governor, the mayor of Gladstone, Gladstone right. at one time. Right. Uh, he's been very involved with Clay County, so he has a definite uh, background and knows what's going that's on. Not an endorsement. I just felt like the guy. You know, when we talked to him, he, okay, there's that's what we're looking for. No, but one but, of the things yeah. that that plays back onto right. is my, the discussion we had before the break, and that was about the relationship between the county and the municipalities. Barry obviously has some very substantial uh, experience working right. with municipalities, exactly, and that plays into I think what is an issue we need to pursue. Yeah. And and if, if for those of you who live in the county, um, Barry McAuliffe has a bunch of information out there. Just go look at his Facebook page or Google him; it's going to come up. Um, and there is also a if you want to hear in detail some of the things he had he had talked about or some of the things that he wants to do. We had him in here. There's a podcast available and the Facebook Live video or on the YouTube channel or wherever you want to go, Twitter, Instagram, it's all there. But go look up uh, Barry on our uh, page, and you can watch the whole hour-long interview we had with him, and he talks a lot about his background. We also had um, Bob Nance was in. in. He's running for treasurer. Again, there's a whole uh, program that's dedicated to him, so you can listen to what he has to say. And I'm not uh, saying that to endorse these folks, but I'm saying that is a great avenue where you can sit and listen to them talk, or um, you can get to know what their background is and what they bring to the table as we move forward in 2021. Yeah, the sense I got, Jim, was... both of those individuals uh, felt like you, you got the sense that w- when you talk about public service uh, as a as a public servant, I mean I, I I just got the sense that those guys were they they weren't just politicians, 
and I think their background proved it. I mean, from what you know, their experience would indicate that, look, they, they won a couple of elections, and important ones. But you're right. They have, they have their, their experience is not only in the political arena, right? Uh, but uh, both Bob and Barry, for example, have uh, had their own small businesses. Yes, exactly. They understand. We, we, yeah, what we it talked means. about that. Yeah, they understand that that there there are substantial problems with showing up every day, making sure the lights come on, making sure you make payroll. Uh, they have they've been on the front lines of what it means to create jobs and economic uh, prosperity in in a, a community. Right. Um, I, I think uh, there's a, we, we have a question here that Brian's probably going to hand over to Jim. But, yeah, as, as you're talking about that, I mean, to me, I think people are about up to here uh, with lifetime politicians. I don't think – and I, I'm you know, I'd be a part of any political party to say, you know what, I am about ready uh, for this republic to work the way it's supposed to. And that is, you know, we send people to represent us uh, at, not only in Washington, D.C., but right here in our local governments. Well, I think there's a, I think there is a good and reasonable balance to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do understand the argument against what has been referred to as career politicians. Right. But on the other hand, you want someone who has experience in government. So no, that's I, true. I think if you can find somebody with that right mixture of yeah. uh, experience in the in the governmental uh, realm, but they understand private enterprise, they know what it's like to hold a job. And to, and to run a company and to make sure people got their paychecks. I think that's right. Uh, and, and, you know, and look, term limits, we have that already. It's called an election. And I would agree that, yeah. But I think that's most of, for, for those of us who, who are running small businesses, uh, you, you, you really want, uh, you, you want the help that you need uh, when you need it. But in the meantime, as you're running a, a business, you, you want to be able to have the freedom. Uh, the, the individual, the, the liberty to, to go do this thing uh, with uh, precious little uh, oversight uh, of, of any manner of government. And that's the great thing about small businesses. Right. I don't, I'm very much a fan of, of small businesses, um, even as opposed to a larger business, yeah. is that they are nimble, much more so than big businesses and certainly much more than government. They are able to react to current, uh, you know, current situations and to, uh, to do it in a positive manner. No doubt about it. Yeah, and the, one of the people I was trying to remember, Doug Irvin was also in oh, here. That's he right, was the Doug, other one. Yeah, um, yeah. I knew we had more, so uh, Barry, Doug, and then Bob Nance were in here. And we've, uh, to full disclosure, we have uh, extended invitations to anybody who's running that they can come in and right, talk. Right. If you have questions for Jerry, you can send them in on our Facebook page or Twitter. We're kind of monitoring that. And we did have one question, hang on just a second, that I was going to try and get to. He has to put his glasses on. I can't. I can't see this stuff. Um, <laughs> but we did get a question from uh, Brad Shanks that said, there, it would seem there's a lot of public support to make a bunch of changes. What does Jerry think we as the public can do to help? I think that, I think involvement by citizens is already making a big difference. Um, we had discussed a little bit. I don't want to jump around too much subject-wise. But in the current budget year, the sheriff's budget now includes money for some of the commodities that I believe were woefully lacking in 19. Right. I still couldn't support the, the 2020 budget. However, the fact that uh, the, some of those line items are now being funded, I think, is due in no small part to public expressing their, their, their feelings. And I think sometimes it's easy for people in the public to not see the connection of how they're reactions and, and and how their opinions being expressed really does affect the government but I, it does i think social media sorry jim uh, no you're I, right I, I think social media plays a major role in that in fact i think social media was instrumental in, in the last presidential election 
and it, you have a voice now. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, Mike. On social media, the funny thing is, so there's there's good and bad to social media, but one thing that social media does, which other which other whichever platform you want to use, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, or as Mike uses MySpace, um, <laughs> but one thing it does is it allows people to get information out there that otherwise you would never see. So think for just a minute. Yeah. If we were back, when you go back to the times of uh, where we had three TV stations, ABC, right. NBC, and CBS, and you had news that was 30 minutes a day, and I'm not a proponent of 24-hour news. I'm not saying that's the greatest thing ever because you can get over-newsed. Oh, yeah. However, um, you had three sources of news plus the newspaper and it all kind of came from the same source. So you, it, you know, one of the things, and we talked about this before, one of the things when I was growing up as a kid, which wasn't too much different from these old guys sitting on either side of me, um, is that we were always worried about the Russians. And <laughs> But you were always told that, you know, there was state media and state media would feed you what you were supposed to believe. Oh, yeah. But the funny thing is of what we've learned now is we were not wholly immune from that uh, because we I, were I fed agree. what they wanted us to, you know, and now that we have so many sources of information. Listen, I've have I've got a computer in front of me, Jim, right right here, and you have so much information, exactly as you say, at your fingertips, and it's not all from news organizations. There are uh, individual uh, <clears throat> news reporters that are not part of a national uh, network, uh, who provide uh, excellent news and commentary if you want it, but uh, there are people that you can follow on YouTube, uh, on as you say, on on any platform, and and that will lead you to uh, really insightful, well written uh, documentation and and uh, materials that will back up uh, more than just an opinion or uh, just a narrative. And and I think that's the thing that we would love to see. Where, where people would just take it upon themselves and, and get a little more involved, Jerry, as as, as you were saying earlier. And they but, have but that also, opportunity. But also learn. Yes. There's yeah, so much yeah. information out there. Don't just take what someone tells you for granted. Go learn. And that's one of the things, when we've talked about this before, Jerry, is is trying to learn what the true things are that are going on that, that affect. And that's what I think is important with these candidates that are running that we've talked about, Bob and, and uh, Barry and Doug. They know, they've learned, you know, um, but it's good for, and you guys, you've been very open about this as far as trying to keep the public in Clay County informed. And you've talked about open meetings, open sessions where people can learn, not just watch a 30 second news clip, but I mean, truly learn what's going on in Clay County. You know, something else, and I don't know if we're coming, I don't want to crunches on a break or anything. Wait a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, that I think I, I try to look at things glass half full. Right. Uh, obviously, we've got some terribly important issues going on at Clay County. The glass half full part of that is the involvement of the public, not only through social media, because uh, there's a lot of that going on. But when you look at some of the reporting, this radio station, for example, the, the local uh, newspapers, even the Kansas City Star, which obviously is local, but it's more regional, right. uh, the, the news stations, it's it's the information out there now is is much higher and it's a much better quality than it was not that many years ago, and so that when people 
uh, have an election or whatever they're uh, working on uh, to make a decision, it comes up. They have the ability to become much more well-informed. And with the Internet, they have an interactive forum in which to say, well, this is the way I'm seeing this. Anybody else seeing it my way? Or right. is, am, I, am I crazy or what? And so I, I think the public square has just exploded. Well said. Well spoken. We're getting ready to take... Yeah, just a tag on that, and then Mm -hmm. we'll let it go. But the funny thing is, and I encourage other people to do this too, when I read a story somewhere, and I the first thing I think is, I don't know about that. Right. I go research it. Go figure out if it's true. Be a skeptic, but but But, be a healthy skeptic. But learn and make sure that what you're... Before you go off on some tangent... Right. You're well, listening to Carney Live. True. Yep. Thank you, Jim. We are listening to Carney Live. We've got Jerry Nolte in studio with us today, and he is a fun guest to have in here and a good friend. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Corporate underwriters of KPGZ programming include these fine businesses. Simplify your banking, simplify your life. It's easy with Kearney Trust Company. The world has become fast-paced, and we understand that you are busy. That's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be. Kearney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Carney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick-and-mortar building. Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. And welcome back to Carney Live. And I want to take just a minute to say thank you to Scott Middleton and the folks over there at Carney Trust Company. Uh, he and uh, Tanya Howes, who've done just a terrific job over there, and we work closely with them as they are the flagship sponsor of this very program. And they have been, Brian, since uh, for what, going on two years now? He held two fingers up. Yeah. And uh, man, uh, we can't thank them enough. And uh, they are uh, historically a major, major part of this community. And uh, I, I don't always take the, the time to thank them uh, for for what they do, not only for the radio station, which we really appreciate, but uh, certainly for everything they've done in the community and, uh, frankly, for the, the surrounding area in, in Clay County. Uh, Jim. Yes, sir. We, uh, we did. We, we 
left out a name when we were talking about all the, the great new candidates. Yeah, because we were talking uh-huh. about new candidates, which right, is actually right. going to help me segue into a question I had. But right. uh, uh, the Clay County Sheriff has some candidates that are out there. One of the candidates we've had in here who I think is a outstanding selection uh, would be an outstanding sheriff is uh, Will Aiken. And it's not only um, his um, background, but his story is phenomenal. If you've heard his story of where he came from and how he got to where he is today is an outstanding story. But one of the things talking about the sheriff's department is one of the things that's come up is there's a lot of uh, bills that weren't paid or haven't been paid. And I guess from a private individual standpoint, if I, for example, had Brian over here and I contracted him to, um, polish my car or something like that <laughs> well, or, you mean he's moonlighting yeah oh, you know man. doing things on the side right. or, you know um maybe we're not paying him enough. shovel the driveway or whatever yep. but he would expect me to pay him and i can't not just not pay him you know and and so i know there's a lot of uh people with the county that have contracted with the county for services through the sheriff's department and i think a lot of that and you touched on some of it but deals with like feeding um the inmates or clothing or whatever how does the county justify or talk about not paying those bills yeah that's something that's been a, a, a very major concern uh certainly uh, through most of uh, last year uh i don't know how you do it because the thing is i also have had a small business right and um you know, it was my expectation that I would be paid. Uh, right now, that is still, unfortunately, the the, the uh, subject of some debate, and we need to pay that. That still, that uh, case is apparently been uh, appealed to the Supreme Court, whether the Supreme Court will will try, uh, decide to hear it or not. We will see. Uh, in my opinion, we should uh, just go ahead and get these bills settled. Do up. the right thing. Do the right thing. Because right. the thing is, it, uh, it to a degree, it doesn't matter what the decision comes down. We still owe the money. Yeah. We still owe something right. in the order of $600,000. Oh, yeah, and that's where I think a lot of people have confusion, and I know I do. You owe the money. Pay the bill. Right. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how you... You're not arguing that the people did not provide the service or didn't provide it to an adequate level, so I don't. I don't I'm not sure where the argument is. It's it's it's, it's an internal argument. So it's it's you know if uh, it would be as though the the vendor were saying, well, no, Jim told me he we, he would pay. Well, no, no, Mike said no, and it was you know it doesn't matter. The company owes me money, right? And that that's and the county thing. owes the money. That's not their problem. No, it's not. It's it's. Uh, you know, it's the problem of our our own organizational uh, structure that we need to, to get much better at. And most other entities seem to be able to manage to pay their bills. Uh, you guys, uh, it looks as though you paid your your light bills. Uh, so you guys have, have managed to do some of the things that uh, county government has not quite we, we, mastered. We paid our rent. The, the the building took care of the of the light bill. Gotcha. For, fortunately, <laughs> he better. Yeah, our, yeah, we, we are off the air. Then. Yeah, but no uh, problem. But happily, yeah. right now we are Good in a point. new budget year, and like I said, right. in spite of the fact that I disagreed with many of the things in that budget, uh, one of the things that it has done is allowed a a uh, re, uh, recharging of those accounts that some of those bills are paid out of. What happened was it was underfunded in nineteen, so we ran out of money uh, in those line items. Uh, those have been now re. Uh, rejuvenated so now my expectation is bills generated for the 2020 year will be paid to those vendors so at least there will be some relief at least that's my hope but you still i mean in all reality you still owe the money 
And yes. you're robbing Peter to pay Paul in a way because you're, I, you, I mean, you still owe what is out there. And I realize it's it's in litigation, I guess, for lack of better words. But but it's in litigation that my point of view is, I, I, I don't want to say frivolous because that has legal meaning and I'm not trying to get a legal point here, but it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous to think that we are not going to pay them and that the Supreme Court is somehow going to uphold that case. Because the thing is, even if it were determined that the sheriff needed to spend it, his money is rolled back. His extra, any extra money he has is rolled back into the into the twenty twenty budget. So it you you can't spend that money because it's going to be swept. And now, and for those of the, I'm sorry, Mike. For those people who are are trying to understand or get caught up or whatever, what is the argument that's going in front of the Supreme Court? What is what? It's not just to be clear. It's not that. You're not, I'm, I'm sorry, the county isn't saying the service that was provided was inadequate or wasn't provided or anything like that. Right, well, what's, what's the case? What's the argument? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the thing is the vendors are not technically involved in this particular legal action. This is between the sheriff and the county. The, sher- the, the base action is the sheriff uh, filing suit, a writ of mandamus saying, county, do your job, and your job is to fund these particular line items. Uh, the county is pushing back, and I don't, since I don't agree with it, I, I hesitate to characterize it too much because I don't agree with it. So my characterization is going to have some, um, a little bit of bias toward what's right. Yeah, that would be where I'd, I'd go with that. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> so I mean, th- there seems to be a thing that well, no, the sheriff should have just right. shifted money out of other items. Nonsense. That is nonsense. Uh, the the current budget the sheriff has is roughly along the lines of what he had in 2018. Another uh, another budget I voted against because I didn't agree with the cuts that came in that year as well. So while the sheriff's uh, budget has improved somewhat, it is not near where it needs to be. Uh, we still need to be able to fund these basic needs that law enforcement has. And if you can't have uh, citizens feeling safe in their in their communities, how in the world do you have uh, economic development and prosperity and a, a you know, we have to do our jobs. That's just the long and the short of it. Right. And in the meantime, uh, the small business or medium-sized business or whatever who is sitting out there waiting to get paid for, uh, you know, the services that would go to, to, to the jail, um, they're, they're, they're trying to run their business on you know, without the, the revenue stream that they needed to Guess what? Run their business. Well, they still have to make payroll. They right. still turn on their lights. Exactly. They still have to buy their raw materials to provide their services. And and they are, are they're sitting out there in the cold, not even a part of the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that that yeah that was so. Taking food, for example, if they're providing food for the inmates, then they have to buy the food, and they have to have the employees that do whatever processing they do to get the food over to the inmates. And that company is not getting paid to do that, so they're basically putting up their own money to keep this right this thing going and 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 being penalized by it now for I, something I, they had no nothing even, to do with really all they're trying to do is uh, they they won the contract the award i assume yes and uh and, and here they are stuck with this thing maybe scratching their heads and saying wow this is something we really wanted it's not what they expected by any means no it's uh, not and and, and, and and i think i mentioned too just yeah. off the air i, I asked you about it jerry sorry to interrupt no, but go ahead. this is important Will will they have uh, some remedy in terms of interest payment on because it's taken so long? How does that work for these small businesses? I think what we're going to do is when we sit down and once the litigation is 
finally over. Once we've we've discovered that yes, we do owe this money and we need to make make it right, then we sit down with the vendors and say, okay, so what? First and foremost, you go back to the contract. Are there provisions in there for late payments? What are those particular? Uh, what are those particular uh, items in the contract, and how do we honor our contract? Because first and foremost, if you're not honoring contracts, why would anybody want to do business with you? Right, exactly. But the, the the problem I struggle with a lot on this deal is that, we, and you talked about it before, there are contracts that are not being, uh, and this is, this is not just with the Sheriff's Department, there are contracts that are not being fulfilled, there are payments that are not being made, and with those payments come late fees. And so the county um, has to pay the late fee, whether it's today or or with these things with the sheriff department tomorrow. And it's easy to say the county's going to pay the late fee, but let's be honest, it's the citizens that pay the late fee through your taxes and whatnot. So in essence... The city is, or I'm sorry, the citizens are being penalized for something that our elected officials are not allowing to happen. Is that accurate? It is. I mean, the thing is, we, we talk about government money, government funding. That is that is basically people funded. It is the citizens. This is not the, the money that the government spends uh, at whatever level is basically money that was derived from people paying taxes, fees, uh, whatever. But there is. There is no such thing as government money in that sense. It is all the people's money, and we are supposed to be respecting that trust. And so what I would say is this. Um, you'll remember back years, for those of you who are old enough, remember back to when um, a certain presidential candidate said, no new taxes. He said, read my lips. Well, read my lips now. Nothing is free it just does not happen somebody has to pay for it and no matter how you look at it it's going to come around to be you the the, the, the taxpayer. taxpayer right so and this is on any level so when we talk about free health care free college free this free that it's not free free food not happening somebody has to pay somewhere it just happens it it has to happen so The same thing holds true on any level, and it holds true here. So every time we hear about a missed payment or a missed bill and a late fee, you're being penalized for something that, quite frankly, you probably had nothing to do with. I think we should hold any level of government to the same standard that every single one of us is taxpayers and homeowners or trying to live our own life, whether it's an apartment or home, whatever. Uh, You pay your bills. You take responsibility for your own life, and you, you, you do the right thing. I mean, why is it so beyond the realm of possibility to expect that any level of government, especially the federal government, uh, shouldn't uh, really operate by by the same standard? And that's why it's important that there's a phrase, and I know we're getting close to the end of the time here, so I won't get too deep into a new subject, but the certificate of participation whereby the county borrowed roughly $52 million, uh, that is money that will be paid back by citizens, via the government and that is why it was important and continues to me to be important that we should have gone to the people right there should have been an election because the phrase consent a consent of the governed is more than just a a a very you know eloquent turn of phrase it has absolute meaning and it is absolutely necessary if we're going to have a healthy government no doubt about it jerry how do people get a hold of you if they want to 
Uh, I'm right here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, true. Uh, you can call my office. Uh, the uh, My email address is jnolt at claycountymo.gov. There it is. And so, you know, certainly feel free to email, email me. Uh, You're on Facebook, too. I I'm on that. Facebook. Yep. Uh, that would probably be about as, as good a way as any, uh, because that way it's, it's also a bit more immediate. It's not the official channel, but it's, uh, I think it's a good way. And right. I don't care how people get a hold of me, uh, as long as you're not knocking on my door at 2 in the morning. <laughs> right. Well, don't do that, Jim. And I, I will say this, um, you know, just be 100%. You are, uh, have always been very transparent and very responsive. So the people I've talked to, and when I've reached out to Jerry, and people would say, well, it's because, yeah, but I, he's always been very responsive. But the other people I've talked to, uh, citizens and that, who have reached out have always been very complimentary about how yep. responsive uh, Jerry is. So if you really have something, um, you know, and this is my personal thing, be a little responsible. Don't try to get a hold of him at 10 o'clock at night and expect a response at 1001 or something unless it's like a crisis that's but, the beauty of social media yeah, you can um, you can leave a message no, he's right? he's been very responsive i will say yep. that yep no doubt about it thank you jim thank you jerry for being with us today you've been listening to carney live join us again next week uh i don't know who the guest is going to be brian do you uh, he's shaking his head yes well we'll let you know when so he doesn't have to shout it thanks so much for being a part of this we love that you're listening to us 102.7 fm you've been listening to carney live see you next week